Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in to today's Nun Report, man. I got a ton of stuff for you. Last night was a busy night. Today is a busy day. In fact, we have Donald Trump is going to Georgia to be arrested by the... Uh, by the mob down there, by the extreme commie Democrats that will do anything to try to keep them out of office. That's happening. Uh, rumor is later this evening. And uh, of course, that that's going on Georgia outside the Fulton County Courthouse. A lot of people are, are gathering there. I would encourage you if you're on Twitter to follow Laura Loomer. She is doing, she's there on site and constantly giving updates, video updates, tweets and that sort of thing. So uh, definitely worth checking her out if you're on Twitter or that would be X formerly known as Twitter. Last night, of course, we had the first Republican debate and what a shit show that was on the on the behalf of Fox, man. Fox was horrible uh, in the in the moderation, in their coverage of it, in just the, the way they presented it. It, the whole hands up thing, your show of hands, uh, like they're children in kindergarten or something. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to have lots of clips, a very clip heavy show because I think that it's important to see what they say. Of course, Donald Trump was on Twitter or, excuse me, X, where he did an interview with Tucker Carlson. I will tell you what, Trump did exactly what you'd think he would do as he went on there and he was great and, and everybody knew he was going to be. I knew he was going to be. I watched the debate live because. I do this show. It's it's I have I have to watch things like that. You, you get that, right? I also did watch the interview in full after I was done watching the debate and and taking notes and, and gathering uh, resources and stuff for today's show. So um, understand that. So I, I am going to uh, say that Donald Trump, by far and away, is my leading choice for president. He is still Donald Trump, and he always will be. And so. I hope that um, he gets he gets through everything that the Democrats and the and the commies are trying to put him through. I think that he will. I think he's going to be the Republican nominee, and I think he's going to be the next president in twenty twenty five. But it, it's uh, it doesn't mean, as I've said all along, that we shouldn't look at the future of the America First movement. In my opinion, Vivek Ramaswamy is part of that future. He's definitely worth being in the conversation. Love him or hate him or indifferent. Please don't judge a book by its cover. Dig up, dig underneath the surface. Cause I see a lot of comments and I say, man, you need to dig, just look under the surface just a little bit so that you never have to come off looking so foolish and ill-informed in a public forum again. And and I mean that. Last night on the debate stage, Vivek Ramaswamy proved that not only did he deserve a spot on the stage, but that he can own the stage. And by every measure out there, all the panels that they had afterward, all the polls that have been put out since then, Vivek won this debate by far. Now, no, Donald Trump won the debate. Okay, well, whatever. You know, the fact is there was eight people on that stage. Vivek Ramaswamy won the debate. And again, like him or not, that's how it is. The rest of the establishment came off as, as a bunch of neocons and, and establishment LARPs like they are. I mean, they, they came on there and absolutely dominated that debate, period. He had zingers. He had one-liners. He had good policy. He answered the questions well. He had good responses when people called him out. He engaged with every single other candidate up there, almost every one of them, maybe not Tim Scott, um, who really didn't get a lot of, he didn't get a lot in. I wish it. He, he could have said more 
in the time he was given. But the the people in the center got the most time because they had their they're polling the highest. That's why they were in the center. Ron DeSantis came off as robot Ron. He did have one moment that was good. Chris Crispy uh sat there and, and I'm sure on commercial breaks he probably had donuts in his suit jacket that he was eating in between breaks at commercial breaks. So let's get this rolling here because I do want to try to get through all these clips. There's a lot of them. You're not going to hear me talking a, a lot because I want you, if you didn't watch the debate, I want to show you a lot of those clips. If you watched the debate and didn't watch the Cup Tucker thing, I want to show you clips I got from that too. We're going to start out with Donald Trump because he's the headliner, right? And so we're going to start out with Donald Trump. We're going to move into uh, the Vivek Ramaswamy show after that. And we're going to talk about a little bit about what's going on down there in Fulton County. I got some clips. People are gathering. And a lot of a lot of black folks down there are big supporters of Donald Trump. I don't think people understand that. And there's a there's a huge contingent down there. It's uh it's really sad what what's going to happen and what they're doing. I'm sure they're they're probably going to take his mugshot. He, he's probably going to make t-shirts out of it and make millions of dollars for his campaign, which in turn will help fund his defense of this uh, of this political action that's being taken against him because this is political this is not this is not about law or justice this is about a party who is out of control and so hungry for power that they will stop at nothing to put donald trump in prison this is a political persecution by the extreme commie democrats to silence their political opponent that's all it is and if you think they'll stop there you're just not paying attention because if they're able to stop him, the next person that steps up in line, whether it's Ron DeSantis or Vivek Ramaswamy, doesn't matter. Whoever it is, they will then shift their focus to them and do the same thing because if we let them get away with it once, they will not stop. And eventually, it's not going to be their political opponents that they're going after. It's going to be the supporters of their political opponents that they will go after. You know that to be true. They're already doing it in J6. I already dropped my pen too. I haven't even started showing stuff and I already dropped my pen. I hate it when I do that. Now I've got to use, that was my favorite pen. Now I got to use this pen. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, hey, let's let's get started here. I'm going to start with what I thought was Trump's great, <laughs> funny, I mean, this is classic Trumpism. This is, this is why people loved or some hated Trump is because of comments just like this. And it was perfectly timed. It was it was spur of the moment. It was spont- you know, it was spontaneous. It was it was funny. It was witty. It was classic Trump. Check this out. She speaks in uh, in rhyme. In, uh, it's weird. It's weird. But she has bad moments. And in rhyme? What do you? Well, the way she talks, the bus will go here, and then the bus will go there because that's what buses do. And it's weird. <laughs> the whole thing is weird. This is not a president of the United States future. He's talking about Kamala Harris, of course, and her obsession with school buses and the way she says things. That that, that is just so hilarious and so classic Trump. Oh, the bus goes here, the bus goes there, because that's what buses do. And that is exactly something that Kamala Harris would say, probably something she has said very similar whenever she talks about school buses, and especially the electric school buses. She loves electric school buses. Anyway, Trump goes on. They covered a lot of ground. They, they covered... The of course the Hunter Biden they they covered the 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 overseas business dealings of the Biden crime family they they covered uh, 
you know, even Epstein and whether he committed suicide or not. They had a good conversation back and forth on that. Go ahead and watch the watch it. It's on X. By the way, over 200 million views blew away anything Fox could ever hope to accomplish with their little debate. They had a mass, Fox had, I mean, this debate they had was, I, I've never seen one like it, man. It was a huge state uh, arena. It was, the production was, was. I mean, it's like you'd think it was a Super Bowl production or something, the way they went after it. It was, it was interesting. And again, I think that Fox handled it horribly. I, th- I think it was a horrible uh, production. I think that they, I think that most people came to the same conclusion. Anyway, here's here's Donald Trump uh, responding or, or to a question regarding the Biden crime family and their connections with uh, foreign money. By the way, at Penn, he gets millions of dollars. China pays this guy millions of dollars. See, I think he's the most corrupt president we've ever had. And he also has the distinction of being the most incompetent. And I believe both. I mean, he's both incompetent and corrupt. So and who I, is I actually the believe he's compromised. Because China knows so much about them. They know where the money comes from. They know where it is, who paid it, and they probably paid it. Well, they do pay Penn, and he gets a, you know, a million dollars. I think it takes $999,000 because, you know, keeps it a little bit under a million, like by a dollar. But he, in many ways, is a Manchurian candidate. We have a Manchurian candidate. That's right. Manchurian. Called it out for what it was. Goes on, check it out. So back to Biden, I'm interested. So you think he's failing? He obviously is failing. I think it's clear to everybody. But that would make Kamala Harris the candidate? Well, not really. I mean, I guess they'd have uh, maybe a free for all. A lot of people say she has to remain for certain reasons, the candidate. She has to. I don't think that's true, actually. I don't think that other people would stand for it. Uh, she has some bad moments. Her moments are almost as bad as his. I think his are worse, actually. Yeah. But she seems pretty senile, too. She speaks in, uh, in rhyme. In, uh, Here it is weird. again. It's weird. But she has bad moments. And in rhyme? What do you- well, the way she talks, the bus will go here, and then the bus will go there, because that's what buses do. And it's weird. The whole thing is weird. This is not a president of the United States future. And uh, I think they probably have some kind of a primary and other people will get involved. I mean, Newsom, right? I could mean, that's... be, could be. I mean, you know, I always got along well with him, believe it or not. But could be him, could be somebody else. He's got a big, a big load on his shoulders because you look at California, what's happened. But I don't know if the American people really, the people that vote for him, I don't even know if they care. You know, you look at so many of the things that are going on and... People don't seem to be, in the old days, if you had a bad record, it meant a lot. Today, if you have a bad record, it doesn't really mean anything. You know, he looks good. He's a nice looking guy, speaks well. But Biden, every time you watch him talking, it's like he's walking on eggs. You're waiting for him to collapse. And he almost always does. (laughs) And I got to know the leaders of all of the countries, essentially, but the big ones. And the bigger, the tougher the... Yeah, and he had a great, uh, and then he followed up with uh, talking about his relationship with foreign leaders, how, you know, the, it, the, this, the Olympics in South Korea, for instance, were not going to happen because they were scared to death that the North was going to nuke them, that they had that many people there, the North was going to launch an attack and, and, and kill a lot of people, including, including innocents. And so they talked about how, yeah, they contacted me, you know, can you try to smooth things over with Kim 
Kim Jong-un. And so he did. He, he contacted Korea. He actually went there. He stepped foot in North Korea. Something unheard of. And then, then the Olympics went on and they, they went off very well. And not only that, Trump convinced Kim Jong-un to send athletes, which they did. Can you believe that? North Korea participated in the Olympics in South Korea. And none of that would have happened if it weren't for Donald Trump. You know, see, he, he's a great negotiator. He's a great person at bringing different sides together. He knows the art of the deal. He knows how, uh, what makes, he's very good at reading the room. He's very good at reading people. He's very good at figuring out what does this person need to hear? What do I need to offer them? What, what makes them tick that will get them to move? What can we do to move the line? And he, he's just super good. A lot of it's in, in, intuition. He, he's very intuitive when it comes to that. A lot of it's experience. Just he's, he's done so many deals and worked with so many different types of people in his business dealings throughout his life that he has that ability. One of the things I like about Vivek, same thing. He's an entrepreneur. He's a businessman. He's owned or founded. He's founded or been a part of several companies, turned them into multi-billion dollar companies. He's done a lot of deals, a lot of negotiating, similar to Trump. So he has that, that type of experience. It turns out translates very well to foreign policy and working with other world leaders because you get that business intuition on what makes people tick and how do you get, not inside their head. We're not talking about manipulation. We're talking about what do I have or what can I offer? What can we do to motivate this person and move the line to a different spot? And they're just good at it. That, that's, that's, why they're, that's why they're entrepreneurs. That's why they're multi-hundred millionaires, right? I think the vague's around 600 million worth something around 600 million dollars or something like that but um let's get another clip in here i apologize for this one because it, it I, I couldn't i couldn't find the actual full clip I, I found this one that someone had put up you know it looks like uh probably on a story or might be on a cell phone or something like that but the content is good so i'm gonna play it check it out well, why wouldn't they try and kill you honestly uh they're savage animals they are people that are sick really sick. You have great people in the Democrat Party. You have great people that are Democrats. Most yeah. of the people in our country are fantastic, and I'm representing everybody. I'm not just Republicans or conservatives. Right. I represent everybody. I'm the president of everybody. But I've seen what they do. I've seen the lengths that they go to. When they make up the Russia, 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 when that's exposed and they go. Yeah, they are animals. And, and they what they're doing is, is so... Uh, it's banana Republic and they're, they're useful idiots. Just follow them. I mean, you see these people, you all have, you either have talked to them in person, you've met them in person, you know, people who are like it, or you've seen it on social media where the extreme commie Democrats, they just, they, their hatred for not just Donald Trump, but their hatred for all of the supporters, their hatred for the Republican Party, their hatred for anybody who doesn't fall in line and think just like they do is immeasurable. It's a mental illness. It's become a real disturbing mental behavior by these people. There's, it's kind of becoming scary because they could be, they'd like to say, oh, 
the the white supremacist movement is the greatest danger. No, no, no. <laughs> We're not going to go out and do crazy things like shoot up schools in Nashville. See, that's that's you. The Democrats. And uh, and they could get violent. I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, they already showed it in 2020. They got very violent, right? Uh, here's the last clip of the, the exchange between Tucker and Trump. Check it out. The people see it like this horrible district attorney from just a little while ago from essentially Atlanta. That's Fulton County. She said, basically, I don't have any right to challenge an election. Well, what about Stacey Abrams? What about Hillary Clinton? What about all of these Democrats that are still challenging my election? The same people that are saying he's challenging an election challenged my election. And they did it with slates. They did it with all sorts of things. They were very bad, very bad about it. But basically, they're suing me and they're saying, you don't have any right to challenge. And if you challenge an election, we're going to indict you and put you in jail. So what they're doing is they're really, they've weaponized, and, and don't kid yourself, the DOJ and Biden and the whole group, they're watching all. Of course they are. They're in cahoots. It's all, this is all orchestrated. This is, in fact, it's come out that they wanted the grand jury to vote for indictment on this, on this previous Monday, that on the pre, on the previous Friday, they wanted them to vote and get the indictment to make the news cycle so that it would stop all the talk that was going on around the independent counsel, uh, Reese and the Hunter Biden fiasco. They wanted to distract from that. There was a phone call made from Washington, D.C., allegedly, to Fulton County saying, bring the indictment on Monday. It has to be on Monday. So that it would break the news cycle of what was going on over the weekend. And they did it. Don Jr. was there. Now, a lot of you, uh, probably the watch this show, I like to think that most people are educated. Most of you are Trump supporters. I get that and I appreciate that. I am as well. Don Jr. has a podcast. And so he was going to go, he was told he could come to the debate afterwards and go into the spin room. So this is, we're making the transition now into the, to the debate part of the show where I'm going to cover that. Don Jr. was told he's going to be able to go into the spin room and talk with people, interview people. Turns out when he got there, he's already there. Security would not allow him in. He was told that Fox would not allow him to come back into the spin room because of his connections with Donald Trump. See, now, remember, they didn't allow any Trump people in the audience. They didn't allow any into the spin room. And since, of course, you know, obviously he's related to his father, they decided that he was not allowed there either. But this is what he had to say. Check it out. It's pretty, it's pretty bad stuff, man. This is, I mean, we're living in a, we're not living in the country you and I were born in. Not even close. And it's not for the good. Right now, trying to ban people from actually having discourse about politics. Uh, How un probably, probably shouldn't surprise any of us, uh, but that's what it is. And I've been told by others that I would be able to go in. So they said we weren't able to go in, then they said they were in now that we're here. Wait, wait, saying, and the candidate that- said you can't go in the spin room? They're telling me right He's now, Fox, Fox won't let that. me into the spin but room. that's what the American people Fox should know. News, this is the kind of They're telling they him, are. he works for security here, but they're telling him that I'm not allowed to go in there because the candidates that they've been boosting while simultaneously trying to cut down Trump for the last, what, two years, didn't perform as they had hoped 
so they can have someone who can maybe be a representative of my father. Just like a few weeks ago when I was canceled after the first indictment, mm -hmm. I was scheduled to go on. And about five minutes before I'm on, I found out I'm no longer on because apparently I wouldn't be a great surrogate to talk about my father's indictment. Just so we understand what we're dealing with here. So it shouldn't surprise any of us. And it's also why Trump was 100% right to not go to this debate. Exactly. It's yep. beneath him. And when you know that you're walking into a setup because of exactly these kinds of circumstances, you understand exactly what's going on in mainstream media, even conservative. It's very I like to knock, I like to knock the one the side, but I got to call balls and strikes. This is no different than what we see from the Democrats. It's no different than what we're seeing from the Fulton County DA when they're trying to put a gag order on Donald Trump so he can't defend himself in court proceedings. And more importantly, to function as an intimidation tactic for anyone else who would defend him, where the DA there is then saying, hey, we're going to add you people to the indictment if you take part in this. I don't know, guys. doesn't reek of democracy. All the people... Yeah. That's exactly it. And, and I've been saying I've been saying it on this show for for a while now that there is oftentimes the difference or I should say the similarities between the only Trumpers and the never Trumpers and the extreme commie Democrats sometimes are very similar, scarily so. I went on a rant on yesterday's show at the beginning of it for those of you who watched it about the first four minutes was me going off on exactly that. But like Don Jr. says, I call balls and strikes. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to present information. I'm here to give my opinion. I'm here to offer it out to you. And you do what you want with it and form your own opinion. Go do your own research. The information that I give to you is not hard to find. It's not hard to verify. You're welcome to do so. And I would encourage you to do that as well. That's what we do, right? Anyway. Moving on now, the debate. Let's take a look at the debate. You know, it's interesting. Even Donald Trump likes Vivek Ramaswamy. On Truth Social, Donald Trump says, uh, this answer gave Vivek Ramaswamy a big win in the debate because of a thing called truth. Thank you, Vivek. And this is what he's referring to. President Trump, I believe, was the best president of the 21st century. It's a fact. <laughs> of course Trump would of course Trump would post that little clip. But uh, Vivek did go on to say a lot of great things including that, including acknowledging that Trump is the greatest president, including uh just taking down and dominating all of the establishment. Look, I'll tell you one thing. The last thing that America needs or the Republican Party needs is another establishment neocon or larper representing us we're past that we need outsiders we need people with fresh ideas people who can negotiate with world leaders in a way that these these people who are in it for the money just can't these lifetime politicians and every single one of them ron DeSantis included remember he used to be in the senate he's not he hasn't just been governor he's been in politics for a long time and it shows because he's become weaker and weaker over the years. He can sit there and say he did so much in Florida and he has accomplished some good things. I'll give him credit. He's been a great governor, but he's been an abysmal failure as a presidential candidate. I would not like to see him in the White House. Having said that, I would take him over any Democrat any day. So, you know, there is that. I'll get behind whoever the eventual nominee is of the Republican Party. That's who I'm going to throw my weight behind. That's who I'm going to support. And I would hope, I would hope 
that every conservative, every Republican out there would do the same because that's what we need to save this country. 2024 is a must win, period. We cannot have another four years of what's been going on with Joe Biden because the same people will control the next president as well and continue down the same path. But uh, Vivek, I'm going to focus on him because, well, he was the rock star last night as I as I uh, predicted that he would be. I figured he would come on there and dominate the debate. I was interested to see exactly how he would behave and how he would interact with all of these establishment LARPers that are out there. I, I, I really wanted to see how he was going to respond when he was hit, and they did hit him from every angle. He interacted with every one of them in one way or another because they knew they are scared of him. They're scared of him because an outsider. They're scared of him because he's young. They're scared of him because they remind them very much of Trump. That's what I saw. That was my take from it. I also saw that uh, Botox Nikki, she is, she is the hugest neocon up there on that stage, period. Horrible, horrible, horrible person. And when it came down to talking about the the Ukraine war and different things like that. Of course, all these war, all the war hawks came out, but we're going to get into that. Let me, let me give you the first clip here from Vivek. Get things rolling here. We're going to try to bounce through a bunch of stuff here real quick because we're, we're halfway done already. We're halfway through. Check it out. Mr. Ramaswamy. I was born in 1985 and I grew up into a generation where we were taught to celebrate our diversity and our differences so much that we forgot all of the ways we are really just the same as Americans, bound by a common set of ideals that set this nation into motion in 1776. And this is our moment to revive those common ideals. God is real. There are two genders. Fossil fuels are a requirement for human prosperity. Reverse racism is racism. An open border is not a border. Parents determine the education of their children. The nuclear family is the greatest form of governance known to man. Capitalism lifts us up from poverty. There are three branches of government, not four. And the U.S. Constitution, it is the strongest guarantor of freedom in human history. That is what won us the American Revolution. That is what will win us the revolution of 2024. Thanks for letting me introduce myself tonight. Thank you. And there you have it. And, you know, the, the thing that amazes me and when I when I go around the socials and stuff like that and, and look at people's comments, oh, he, he's, he's, he's the Republican version of Obama. He came out of nowhere. Oh, he's too polished. He's too young. He didn't come out of nowhere. He's been a successful businessman for some time. And I'm sorry if you don't like the fact that he's articulate, that he's well-educated, that he's well-spoken. Personally, I find that to be a positive. He's not just throwing out empty promises. He actually has plans behind everything, all of his platform items. He has a plan behind them and is good at articulating them. The fact that you don't like that just says to me that, oh, well, I don't, I don't understand him because he's too articulate for me. That's what I hear. And that's just the way he talks. Some, uh, some people have said, oh, you know, he's too polished. He's a smooth talker. He's smug and arrogant. That's his speaking style. He, is, he hasn't changed. Go back and look at when he gave his commencement address at his high school when he was just 18 years old. He spoke the same then as he does now. That's just his cadence. That's how he talks. 
and you might not like it. I guess that's your choice. You know, you're welcome to that position. I think it's wrong. I think it's judgmental. I think that it's very close-minded. And I think you're missing out on a lot of good information. I mean, if you're going to just stop listening to people because you think that they're too polished or well-spoken, in my opinion, that says a lot more about you than it does that person. Just my take. Again, calling balls and strikes. So let's keep moving along here. I'd like to try to get through all these clips so that we can, uh, you know, so you guys can hopefully have an open mind here and learn a little bit more about Vivek Ramaswamy and uh, just just uh, check you this out. You all signed a pledge to support the eventual Republican nominee. If Watch. former President Trump is convicted in a court of law, would you still support him as your party's choice? Please raise your hand if you would. Okay, I have two comments on this. Uh, first of all, actually, I have three comments. And and then, and then we'll continue watching the video. So the question was, would you support uh, Donald Trump if he's the eventual nominee? Ramaswamy, immediately his hand went up. And then you see several other hands go up too. And Ron DeSantis did not make up his own mind. Ron DeSantis followed what everybody else did. If you watch the video, and I'm going to start it over. I'm going to actually start this video over so that you can watch what I'm pointing out. Ron DeSantis looks up and down the line. What's everybody else doing? Before he limply raises up his hand. So that's one thing. The second, the other thing I want to point out on this is the whole raise your hand if is it was stupid. It was ridiculous. It was part of the shit show that Fox was last night. And, you know, what are we in kindergarten? DeSantis brought that up during the, during one of the things when they weren't, please raise your hand if, you know, da, da, da. I forget what the question was exactly at that time because I asked, they did this several times and DeSantis said, whoa, 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 stop, stop. We are not children here. What is it with this whole raise your hand thing? That was DeSantis shining moment. That was, you know, when he, when he said that and I couldn't find that exact clip, I wish I could have, but it was, uh, it was, that was the Ron DeSantis that people knew. You know why it was his best moment of the debate? Because he was being himself. Because he interjected. He did what he did when he was running for governor. He did what he did when you saw him on TV a lot, being the governor of Florida. But he hasn't been doing that as a presidential candidate. As a presidential candidate, he has these rehearsed policies. He's very much like a robot. He's, he's not being himself. That's why he's failing. He's following the advice, bad advice from bad advisors, and he's not going out there and being himself. If he would, if he would have gone out from the very beginning and just been Ron DeSantis, the guy that everybody had come to like and respect and appreciate over the years, he'd probably be doing much better. But that was the one moment in the debate where he was himself. That's why I think it was his best thing. I wish I had the clip. I'm sorry I don't. But I'm sure you can go watch. You can rewatch the whole thing. I guess Fox is going to make it available for seven days before they delete it. <laughs> oh man. There was this moment. Check this. So to the education question, how would you deal with the crisis? So look, we have a crisis of achievement. Let's shut down the head of the snake, the Department of Education. 
Take that $80 billion, put it in the hands of parents across this country. This is the civil rights issue of our time. Allow any parent to choose where they send their kids to school. End the teachers' unions at the local level to allow public schools to compete. Yes. And then revive our national identity where every high school senior should have to pass the same civics test that frankly every immigrant, including my mother, had to pass in order to become a citizen of this country. And the fact of the matter is, look, there's a part of education policy that also rests with the family. I didn't grow up in money. This is good. But you know the word privilege gets used a lot? Well, you know what, I did have the ultimate privilege of two parents in the house with a focus on educational achievement. And I want every kid to enjoy that. So part of the problem is we also have a federal government that pays single women more not to have a man in the house than to have a man in the house, contributing to an epidemic of fatherlessness. And I think that goes hand in glove with the education crisis as well, because we have to remember education starts with the family and the nuclear family is the greatest form of governance known to mankind. Wow. An epidemic of fatherlessness. He's the only one who has the stones to get up there and talk about family and faith. Not a single other person up there on that stage talked family or faith, not one. What we saw last night was the establishment versus Vivek Ramaswamy. We saw the establishment versus an outside business person invading their space. And they tried everything they could to try to take him down and he just swatted them away with his intelligence, with his plan, with his faith, with his principles. I don't know how people can't like him. I mean, look what he just said. Do you disagree with anything he said? Forget about how he said it. Do you disagree with anything that he just said? Regarding education, getting rid of the unions, getting rid of the Department of Education, putting money back to the local community, letting parents choose what school their children are going to that the family, nuclear family, is important, that having fathers in the household is important. Do you disagree with any of that? If you do, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. Because <laughs> I happen to agree with all of it. This is a lightning round, Mr. Ramaswamy. I think you were mentioned there. You're 38. You're the youngest on the stage. You've said, and you just said, you want a civics test or public service for those under 25 to be able to vote. So the question is, do you want a mental acuity test for presidents over 75? I believe in the people of this country to tell the difference between somebody who's an automaton and somebody who's actually a thinking agent in the White House, which we don't have in there today. And I will tell you, I want to address Vice President Pence's comment. I think we do need somebody of a different generation to lead this nation forward. Look at the way I've run this campaign. Go into the south side of Chicago to Kensington in the middle of Philadelphia where traditional Republican candidates don't go. We have an opportunity to build a multi-ethnic working class majority to deliver a landslide. And I think I'm the only candidate in this race, young or old, black or white, to bring all of those voters along to deliver a Reagan 1980 revolution. Same, We're going to do it in 2024. Same question. Look, this, this guy is not accustomed to losing, okay? He's been successful, and he wins. He, he wins in business. He wins in education. Everything he does, he's been successful at. He's not accustomed to losing. So when he says he's going to do something, I would not be too quick to discount him 
or try to discredit him because he's, oh, he's too smooth, he's too young, he's too blah, blah, blah. Those are your insecurities, not his. And uh, I had one person, oh, he's just, he's just smug and arrogant. Well, maybe you're just, don't get down off the hill that often and people who are well-spoken and well-educated intimidate you. And so you lash out at them by saying that they, uh, they're just too polished. I don't know. That's for you to decide, I guess. This moment, I think this is a clip. Hang on. Mr. Ramaswamy, you would not support an increase of funding to Ukraine. I would not. And I think that this is disaster. Okay. I'm going to start that one over. This is Vivek Ramaswamy was the only candidate on that stage to say that he would not fund endless wars and specifically the war in Ukraine anymore. And the interesting part of this is that the crowd kind of responded with a, ooh, oh, ooh. they didn't cheer. I don't, I don't get it. What, I don't get what the deal is with, with all these endless, you know, sending money to a, fight a war against Russia where hundreds of thousands of people are dying, by the way. And eventually, Ukraine's going to run out of troops, and then what's going to happen? I'll tell you what's going to happen. American boots are going to end up on the ground over there if we continue down this path, and then we're in direct conflict with Russia, who happens to have the largest nuclear arsenal in the world. Anyway, okay, let's, let's back to Vivek. Check it out. Mr. Ramaswamy, you would not support an increase of funding to Ukraine? I would not. And I think that this is disastrous that we are protecting against an invasion across somebody else's border when we should use those same military resources to prevent across the invasion of our own southern border here in the United States of America. We are driving Russia further into China's hands. The Russia-China alliance is the single greatest threat we face. And I find it offensive that we have professional politicians on the stage that will make a pilgrimage to Kiev, to their Pope, Zelensky, without doing the same thing for people in Maui or the south side of Chicago okay. right, or right. Kensington. Okay. I Hold think on. that we have to put I'm the in. interests of Americans Me first, secure our own border instead of somebody else's. He was referring and the reality is, this is also how we project okay. strength and by making America strong at home. Pompous Pence is over there. He, he's, he, that, was a, that was a direct shot at all of them. I mean, they're all war hawks, okay? But that was a that was a direct shot across the bow of Pence going over to to Ukraine to his Pope Zelensky and kissing his ring. And that is what Pence has done. And that Pence, he tried, he tried to he got 30 seconds to respond after that. It was a horrible response. The pompous Pence came off exactly how you would expect an old time establishment, neoconic, pompous asshole. And, um, you know, he may be a nice person in real life. I don't know. I don't know him. I'm sure he's a great family man. I'm sure he has some redeeming qualities. Being a leader in this country is not one of them. He is not for the America first movement. He is not for putting Americans first. He's part of the establishment. And Vivek is 100% right. We do need some fresh blood. We need, you know why Trump was so successful? Because he was an outsider, a business person. Vivek also is an outsider, a business person. And I'm not, again, I'm a Trump supporter. I started out the show saying that. I say it all the time. Anybody who doesn't 
think that I am is simply not paying attention. But I like this guy. And I think I think that he I think he deserves to be part of the conversation. And uh, let's see if we can get past my little technical hiccup right there. Okay, then he continues on the funding uh, of wars. Check this out. Swami, you were mentioned. You get 30 seconds. So the reality is that today, today, Ukraine is not a priority for the United States of America. And I think that the same people who took us into the Iraq war, the same people who took us into the Vietnam war, you cannot end it. You cannot start another no-win war. And I do not want to get to the point where we're sending our military resources abroad when we could be better using them here at home to protect our own borders, okay. protect the homeland. All right. That will be my top priority in foreign I, policy. I think we gave you protect more than, this than the 30 homeland. seconds in the rebuttal. So I do want to... God, what a bitch she is. So they constantly cut off Vivek throughout the entire night where uh, 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 Pence got the most time, okay? And he wasn't even the top two candidates. He was, he's not even polling in the top three or four. Pence got all the time. DeSantis was just, he, he stayed within his time. He, he didn't go over very often, so I'll give him that. You know, they have a clock they're watching in front of them. And Vivek, though, constantly got cut off. They were constantly cutting Vivek off not letting him talk, not letting him finish his point. And it was uh, quite obvious. In fact, it was very similar to what they do to Donald Trump during debates. They were treating Vivek as if, uh, like, like, just like they treat Trump when he's out there. And don't let him get his points across. If he happens to throw a zinger, like, look, all these people up here who support war, and they, then he got, they got booed, you know, because he called, them, he called them super PAC puppets, is what he called them. They're owned, he said. They didn't like that. Those establishment people don't like that. And these, these uh, moderators, these debate moderators, if, if you can call them that, didn't like that either. I said it earlier, right now. There's your, there's your people who are on the debate stage. Every single one of them. War, 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 war. We must defeat Putin. We must defend democracy in Ukraine, which is the biggest joke ever because Ukraine is anything but a democracy. The only person on that stage talking about peace, talking about ending the conflict, was Vivek Ramaswamy. And so again, I, I say to you, what's wrong with that? The more you listen to this guy, the more you hear what he actually, not hear, listen. Actually listen to what he has to say. Even if you don't like his delivery on how he says it, listen to what he says. And then go, wow, that, then decide from that, from the content, the actual content. Is it something that you agree with or is it something that you don't agree with? You have to ask yourself those questions, but before you can answer those questions, ask or answer those questions, you need to first get to the point where you can listen, take off the Trump blinders, and listen to what he has to say. What can it hurt? It's not going to hurt anything, right? This was the best zinger of the night by far. I, I thought it was great. In fact, I'm going to uh, I'm going to I'm going to put this on repeat there because it's just I'm going to run this through a couple of times. <laughs> so check it out. First of all, first of all, first of all, Mr. Ramaswamy, you have 30 and, seconds. Mr. Desantis, you know, Nikki, I wish you well in your future career on the boards of Lockheed and Raytheon. Yeah. 
first so, of all. First of all, first of all, Mr. Ramaswamy, you have 30 seconds. Mr. Descent, you know, Governor Nikki, Descent, I wish you well in your future career on the boards of Lockheed and Raytheon. I wish you well on your future career on the boards of Lockheed and Raytheon because she's a freaking neocon. She's she wants war. This is it's obvious who she's bought and paid for by. And he called her out. That was very Trump-esque. That was a Trump thing. That was a zinger that Trump would be proud of, I'm sure. And then she tried to come out with a tweet to walk it back. She said, at Vivek Ramaswamy, or I don't know what they call it on Twitter anymore. It's not a tweet. Is it X? It's a post, whatever. She said, Vivek Ramaswamy, you have no foreign policy experience and it shows. Why? Because he wants to end war. Joe Kent, who's running for Washington State 3rd District up here, another great America first person that we need to get back into Congress. He's been on this show and he, he just calls it out. He, he responded, quote, tweeted Nikki Haley, uh, regurgitating neocon Bush Cheney talking points in exchange for Raytheon pack checks isn't foreign policy expertise. It's the beating heart of the system that's scamming our nation and putting Americans last. Bring in the outsiders. The insiders have failed. Joe Kent is 100% right, as he typically is. He's a candidate I support a lot. Somebody that we really need to get back into Congress to join the America First Caucus. And uh, and, I, and I hope that he does make it back there. All right, let's move on to a few more clips. This next one, I thought was, this was probably one of the highlights of the night. I, I thought it was possibly the highlight of the night. Um but again, I like the fact that he talks about education and the family. I think that is the most substance. But man, he just takes down Chris Christie here. Again, another, this was a very Trump, Trump-esque type of moment, I thought, in the delivery and the way he took down Krispy Kreme. Check this out. You raise your hand supporting. No, I'd like to hey. get in and respond. Let's just speak the truth, okay? President Trump, I believe, was the best president of the 21st century. It's a fact. And Chris Christie, honest to God, your claim that Donald Trump is motivated by vengeance and grievance would be a lot more credible if your entire campaign were not based on vengeance and grievance against one man. And if yes. people at home want to see a bunch of people blindly bashing Donald Trump without an iota of vision for this country. They could just change the channel to MSNBC right now. But I'm not running for president of MSNBC. I am running for president of the United States. We're skating on thin ice and we cannot set a precedent where the party in power uses police force to indict its political opponents. It is wrong. We have to end the weaponization of justice in this country. So again, I would say ask yourself what's wrong with that do you disagree with that if you're a, a america first patriot a conservative do, do you disagree with anything that he just said i would hope not all right let's try to blast through a few more here let's go the real choice we face in this primary is this do you want a super PAC puppet or do you want a patriot who speaks the truth? Do you want incremental reform, which is what you're hearing about, or do you want revolution? Okay. And I stand on the side of the American revolution. 
There they are trying to cut him off again. The moderators, once he started talking about, you know, do you, super PAC puppets and revolution, then there's Brett Baer. Oh, no, no, no. Hey, hey, okay, now we need to stop. We need to stop. You know, shut up. Shut up. Vivek was 100% right. And do you want an incremental change? Do you want to, do you want to try to reform an agency as corrupt as the FBI or do you just want to get rid of it? Do you want to try to massage the Department of Education or get rid of it? He's talking, you know, he's proposed term limits for bureaucrats. So they, because they, they're, they're, they're making policy for this country. They're not elected and they sit there forever. Administrations come and go and the bureaucrats sit there and make all the rules. It's pathetic. The system is broken. It's time to fix it. Donald Trump, I hope, although he he, he hasn't said he would get rid of the FBI. Vivek and and uh, and DeSantis are the only two who have gone down that path, as well as militarizing the border. Uh, I wish Trump would get a little more aggressive on that end of things. Um, but, you know, nobody's perfect. No one's going to give everybody everything they want out of a candidate or a president, right? Let us be honest as Republicans. I'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for, so I can say this. The climate change oh, agenda whoa, 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 whoa. is a That's hoax. Ridiculous. The climate this change agenda is a hoax. And we have to declare independence for it. And the reality is the anti-carbon agenda is the wet blanket on our economy. And so the reality is more people are dying of bad climate change policies than they are of actual climate change. Governor, Governor Haley, are you bought and paid for? Is down by hold on, hold on. There they are, cutting him off again. Um, the climate change agenda is what he's talking about. And he's right. He's not saying, he's not denying there's climate change. He's saying it's the agenda that's wrong. The way they're going about it, the way they're shoving things down our throats. And he's absolutely correct. They're, they're, they're freaking crazy, all right? Candace Owens said the Republican debates began with a question about why Richmond, north of Richmond, was the number one song. By the end of the debate, every candidate became a rich man north of Richmond, pledging support to Ukraine over a failing American, except Vivek Ramaswamy. That's why he won. That's why he will be the number two. That's why he will be the guy, if for whatever reason, Trump can't make it, for whatever reason, even if he becomes a nominee, but then is subsequently put in prisoner, who knows what can happen? He could trip off a curb and break his head. He could, he could, all kinds of things can happen. And Vivek Ramaswamy is there. Fulton County, let's move on now. That's it for the debate. Fulton County, Trump is going to be indicted for the fourth time. They've got uh, Trump supporters down there are lining up. They're apparently not being allowed into certain areas is what I'm hearing from Laura Loomer. Again, uh, follow Laura Loomer on X because she's keeping things up to date pretty good. There they are outside the courthouse. And this is this morning. He's not even going to be, the rumor is he's going to come in this evening sometime and, uh, and, and have a be arraigned and you know post his bail and uh, uh, they'll probably get a mug shot he'll probably take that picture and put it on uh t-shirts and make millions of dollars for his defense <laughs> i'm gonna play this clip I, I hesitated whether this is how i'm gonna this will be the last one of the show this is down there in fulton county and uh th this gentleman he's done he is uh 
He doesn't care what you think about it either. He speaks his mind, and I'm going to go ahead and play it, see what you think. I'm here to support President Trump. You want to know why I'm here to support President Trump? Because they done did black men like this for decades, make up charges and put them so I know Trump is innocent. I support Trump against this corrupt, two-tiered justice system. That's why I'm here to show my support as a black man for Trump. And I'm wearing my shirt, niggas for Trump 2024, and I mean that. What do you think about the indictments? Oh, it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> it's going around the country. You know, Fanny, Fanny Willis, she's a, uh, she went to school with my sister. She's full of shit. She was full of shit then. So she's a puppet for the white liberal that is controlling everything. She's in front, but the white liberal back there pulling those strings telling her what to do. That's what I think about her, making a fool of herself. Do you think it's going to help his election? Oh, of course it is. It's going to elevate him all the way. I think we should make Trump king. That's how I feel. We <laughs> should make him be, king. Um, wouldn't that be like kind of like communistic? No, nah, that's no way near communist. Now we're just going to make him king, but we still got our freedoms and rights and everything. He fought that. Yeah, Trump for King 2024. That's actually my URL. I own that URL. You own that URL? Uh, I can't get your name. Really? Oh, my name is Niggas for Trump 2024. Gary Gilson, former former candidate. I'm a former candidate for New York State Governor. Gary Gibson, look me up. Nigga, I'm dead. I live up to it too. I can scrap too, but I can get down, boy. <laughs> On that note, thank you so much for listening. And uh, I hope that you got something out of this episode. I hope that you do actually listen and not just hear things. That's kind of the point I've been trying to make for the past week or two regarding the different candidates, specifically Vivek Ramaswamy for the most part, and Donald Trump. And man, just just be there, listen, open heart, open minds. That's all I got for you today. Thanks for listening. You know, if you've just been listening on uh, one of the podcast channels or Renegade Radio, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the Nun Report. You can see all the clips that I threw up. I threw up some visuals that you're going to want to catch. So that's, again, uh, rumble.com slash the Nun Report. I'm on all the socials at the Nun Report except TikTok, so don't do that commie BS. And Twitter, because there it's just at Nun Report. My website's at thenunreport.com. You can click into everything from that one spot if you want. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.